Let's talk about Passing. Passing is a film by Rebecca Hall, who I gotta be honest, Will Ashen, I did not realize that Rebecca Hall it was half African-American. Like, I, I did not realize that. Um, she, you know, which is part of like why she made this movie because she is white passing, right? You, you see Rebecca Hall and I mean, I don't know about you. She's an English actress to be clear. Um, so I think I said half African-American. I think, I I don't know where her parents are from, but, uh, I think, I think African-American is her, where her mother is from. I'm I'm like vaguely trying to remember an interview she did. I think I heard, um, but yeah, she's got like a mix of different things. But she is white passing. That's the point. Yeah. Um, you take a look at her and you're like, okay, yeah, white passing. But she's making a movie about how there are people who can pass as white who, you know, depending on like different things that they do, might be considered a person of color, right? And the movie yep. takes place in the past. I think uh, the, the novel came out in 1929. It's been a while since we watched the movie. But I think around, yeah, like the 1920s is when is where this movie takes place, I want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, haven't read the novel, but I've heard it's a gorgeous book. Um, and yeah, it's I, I wanted highly to recommend it. I mean, a hundred yes. pages, so you can knock it out pretty quick. Yeah. It's, is it technically a novella? I think, yeah, a novella is usually, you know, less than like 70,000 words. So that would definitely fit the, the rubric. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to read it. Unfortunately, I did not. Um, but I've heard it's, it's a lovely text. To sort of complement the subject matter of this movie, which is about black women who try to pass as white, the movie is shot in black and white, which definitely helps sort of cement the immersion, right? Because I think our main characters here, who are played by Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega, for a lot of people would not be considered white passing, right? But the movie is kind of banking on that. It's kind of purposefully using women of color in order to tell this story, and I think in a very smart way. Uh, for me personally, but obviously we're, we're dealing with some tricky subject matter here. So I'm, I'm, I'm eager to get into this. So the film also stars Andre Holland and Bill Camp and Alexander Skarsgård. The setup is that, you know, we are introduced to Tessa Thompson, right? Who she's, she's not, you know, out going out of her way to pass as white. She's just sort of like dabbling and using the fact that she can, you know, briefly pass as white in momentary, like, sort of jaunts through like white areas. So she's able to go to like a restaurant and no one's going to bother her because she's able to, you know, she, I think, I think something that they mentioned in the film that they do is that like, I don't think she does this, but like some characters kind of put on certain makeup or they sort of hide certain features. They, they do things to sort of make this work. And while she's doing one of these things, she's sort of hanging out in an area where they, if they knew that she had a black husband, that she herself was black and she had black children, they would not allow her in, right? And while she's there, she runs into somebody. This is in Chicago, I think, by the way. While she's there, she runs into a, an old friend, somebody she knew from childhood, played by Ruth Nega. And she discovers that this person has been doing this like regularly. She's married to a white man who, if he knew that she was black and came from a black neighborhood and all of that, then he would be horrified uh, because he is extremely like bigoted. You know, he says at one point, you know, someone's like, Oh, do you, Mr. Bellew, do you, do you, do you not like uh, Negroes? And he says, Oh no, I, I hate them or something along those lines. Again, I'm trying to remember the exact wording. <laughs> it's been a while since I saw this movie, but it's, it's, it's obviously like, he's not the kind of person who should know that this is happening because then bad things will happen. Right. 
And, you know, the movie is sort of about the friendship between these women who live on opposite ends of this line where they can both pass. One of them is choosing to do it as a lifestyle. One isn't. You know, Tessa Thompson is living what Ruth Negga's character sees as idyllic because she's happily married to her husband, played by Andre Holland. She has wonderful kids. They are, you know, they're well-to-do, especially for, you know, the neighborhood that they come from. And Ruth Negga sort of is doing something different. And to Tessa Thompson, what she's doing is sort of idyllic. And it's sort of about how these women kind of come together and, and sort of like spark a friendship. And then other stuff happens where the film kind of gets a little bit noir. I remember liking this film quite a bit. I think that it was very engaging and and very thoughtful and had a lot to say and I thought it was a you know it's like it's like a food for thought kind of movie. I don't think it's the most memorable movie for what it is. Like I I don't remember watching it and being like I'll never forget that shot or anything. Like I don't know. There was none of the direction here. I thought was like um, amazing or you know super hmm. out of the norm. But I liked it overall. What what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I remember. When I saw the film, it was very apparent to me why Rebecca Hall felt so passionate about the text, why she spent, I think she said at the time, like 10 or 15 years trying to bring it to the screen. I don't remember exactly what she said. Uh, I apologize if we say that a lot because it's been almost a year since we've seen the film. So I, I apologize if we, we keep saying it's been a bit since we've seen the film. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, as I was saying before, I think one of the big reasons why I wanted to read the book um, was because it's so apparent, like how dense and evocative uh, the text is. Just even from her adaptation of it, like how much uh, snapping wit there is to the dialogue, but also just like how thoughtful and like uh, um, what's the word exactly? Like uh, there's like almost like sort of like a lyricalness to the the film in terms of like how it's like. Uh, laid out in story and all that, but there is also like this sense that like because I think she's a first time filmmaker. I don't think Rebecca Hall quite nails like the the pacing of the story, especially when we're dealing with um, a story like this that that deals with like several I think years or at least several months of time and and like two different characters at two different points in their lives. I I don't think it, it quite handles everything it's trying to chew on. It's it's, it's like a lot of meat to to deal with, but. I do think the central performances, uh, especially from Tessa Thompson, I think really helps to navigate some of the the bumpy aspects of the the narrative in a way that that really brings a lot of complexity and nuance to these characters. And uh, I, I think there are at least like two or three scenes here that I think are really s sensational and I think really stand out. Um, the first one is like the opening at the like restaurant uh, that they're at, where I think the way she late like leads up to like the the hotel room scene. I think that that scene is just so gorgeously filmed and just like the way it's written and how Rebecca Hall uh, photographs it, I think is, is outstanding. Um, I really like the middle segment with like Bill camp. If you remember that where like they're in like that bar and then like, there's like that kind of like weirdly almost like voyeurist like quality where they're like kind of like looking into like the other lives of um, these like different rich uh, well-to-do people and how like they're like just completely oblivious to things even though they feel like they're like on top of the world and all that yeah, yeah. and I love the ending of the film I, I think that's where I gotta push back on what you're saying where 
the, some of the direction doesn't stand out. I think some of those shots are just incredible. And I think if the movie was on that level throughout, I think like, yeah, like Rebecca Hall made like one of the best films of the year. I think as it stands, I think she's, uh, you know, really a uh, dynamic filmmaker here. And I would like to see her do more. But I think, you know, I, I, I admire the passion. I admire the ambition. But I just I don't think it completely nails every thing it wants to do just because the text is so dense, even though, as we mentioned, it's a novella and a fairly short book. There's just so much going on here in terms of uh, what she wants to do and communicate as a first time filmmaker that I don't think she can hit every target effectively. But I think the fact that she's going for that and, and clearly making, you know, like you said, very thoughtful, very uh, um, searching like uh, stories here, I think it speaks highly to her as a, a storyteller and uh, certainly someone I want to keep following in addition to being, you know, as we have said in other reviews, an outstanding actress. I, I'll definitely say the stuff I remember the most from this movie, like the beginning and the very end, a lot of the stuff in the middle just doesn't come to me as easily. Uh, a lot of it did feel a little bit like you kind of mentioned the pacing. It, it did feel a little bit right. like fluff. And it's, uh, yeah, a lot of it's in the house too, which kind of help prevents it from feeling super memorable. And I, I think I said Chicago earlier and I, I just looked it up that they're in uh, New York in this movie, but I think they know each other from Chicago, but that said, I think that the, the movie is kind of walking us through like how their relationship sort of changes. I, I do recall, you know, there there is some stuff here about like an obsession that grows between the two characters. That's where it kind of gets into its noir roots. I think that's what bugs me a little bit about how the film sort of transitions from that into the ending part, which the ending starts to be more about, I don't know, something about like the tragedy of like these two women. And I, I think it like moves away from what I think the social commentary is saying to just sort of being like a straightforward noir. I thought the ending was just a little bit too, I don't know, reminiscent of different films that do that sort of thing a little bit better. Like these sort of like vague, mysterious endings. I, I thought it was like very uh, pretentious almost. And I was like, that's not, I, I didn't feel like that's really what this movie is supposed to, or wanting to sort of be, I suppose. Like I just got the sense that Rebecca Hall wanted to finish it this way for the sake of it, instead of finishing it in a way that was true to the heart of the commentary, which I thought was way more nuanced than the ending. I thought the ending was just sort of like abstract for the sake of it in some, in some sort of respects. Yeah. And I guess it just didn't really click for me. I think the ending works. I just kind of wish the build up to it was more effective. I think we agree. I just, I don't, I don't think I feel as strongly as you do about the ending, not quite clicking, but cause I think what she's going for the ending, while perhaps to be expected, I think is really well done. And, um, for me, as you mentioned, I think the the middle here is where it just kind of falters outside of that one scene. I think it just doesn't really have uh, enough to like stand out and really kind of like ring the like the crescendo out to to full force. It just I, I think that's more of an issue of her just being a first time filmmaker and trying to do so much with this first film. And uh, you know, I I think a lot of it really does work. I just yeah, I, I think for as much this movie is like so. Uh, elegant and so like trying to be respectful and reverent to text there's something i remember feeling oddly kind of muted about the film like something that just feels like emotionally almost sort of stunted and i think that's i think where we agree is that it, it just feels like there's there's something sort of lacking not for a lack of effort in the middle of the film that that just uh prevents the film from really reaching its full emotional heights i guess so i, I there were times where i felt like maybe rebecca hall was holding back a little bit with really going all out with what she wants to say. I mean, I can understand her position where she's probably trying to be very mindful of colorism. And, you know, the fact that there are a lot of people 
who look at this phenomenon and they have strong feelings about it one way or the other, especially people who have very negative feelings about people who choose to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think Rebecca Hall wanted to make something nuanced, right? She didn't want to make something that was really one-sided. And and I do think that was really smart of her. But at the same time, I think that because, because of that, I think the movie sort of, by the end of it, lacks a point of view in general. And that's why I'm kind of looking at it. I'm like, well, you know, there were moments here where she, I think she had an opportunity to say something really validating and interesting and something that will actually like move people and bring them to some sort of like discussion point but i think we end up just sort of talking about this enigmatic ending that i don't think really has much to do with you know this idea of like what does it mean to pass like there are people who pass for things all the time so what is the difference between you know you know why is it that you can't pass for you know a person who is black can pass for white but a person who is white typically can't pass for black like what what does that all mean and i think the movie just sort of asks questions without offering you know even the basis for the audience to answer those questions like it's, like i get it like uh, movies don't always answer their own questions and that's well well and good but they should at least sure. equip people for those conversations because i think those can be really interesting too I think it's less a lack of point of view and and more that she is, I don't think quite finds that balance between our two central characters. And that's not to say that um, there aren't moments of grace between them, but I just think, I mean, obviously Tessa Thompson's hair, her perspective, I think gets the the forefront here. And I think because we spend um, less time focusing on Ruth's side of the story, it just doesn't quite, uh, I think the ending doesn't quite hit the, those marks that it's trying to go for. But yeah, I mean, I, I can agree that the, like maybe it's trying to ask more questions and answer them. But for me, I don't really mind that. I guess I I, I kind of like a movie that just wants to ask some questions and raise some thoughtful discussions. That's that's fine with me. I don't have any issue with that. But um, yeah, I mean, at the same time, I I, I do like I said find myself kind of uh, uh, curious about the decision to kind of like you said. Uh, mute the film in certain ways. I, I wonder if that's um, her kind of directly commenting on like movies of this time having this sort of like in, intended like melodrama and she's trying to push back against that, except for, I guess, in the end. Um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about that and something I find very intriguing. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I think a lot of it does work, but I don't know if the pieces all come together in a way that makes this a truly great film. But I think as it stands, it's uh, a pretty good film with some great moments. Agreed. Well, thing that I'm still, you know, because these performances are are really great. I think Ruth Nega is the real star of this movie for me. I, I think that she is just like a powerhouse in this movie. That said, I, I think one thing that I think Rebe- Rebecca Hall included in this movie that I I just felt like never really went anywhere was it, it seemed like she was trying to input this whole dynamic where it, it's like a jealousy in this friendship between the two women. And, you know, there was like an obsession by one person and like unrequited friendship. Like she's dabbling into that. And it also sort of felt like she was maybe vaguely putting in this subject matter about, you know, do these women feel like a romantic attraction to one another? And I think I've been wondering if anybody like I I talked to a couple people who've picked up on the same thing. But yeah, I get the movie is like so vague about it that it's sort of up for interpretation. And I guess it's more frustrating than anything else because, I don't know, I I think a little bit more of an indication between like, okay, let's say that that's what's happening here, that there is this sort of like, it's not just that these women yearn to be in a society that would just accept them for who they are and they could just be themselves. 
you can sort of see like how that would relate right to, you know, uh, a, a theme of them, you know, possibly being in love with each other. But I don't know. I think the film kind of just, it, it, it sort of like dances with that sort of thing, but it never quite goes all the way with it. And I, I'm still chewing on it. Like, I'm not sure what to think of it. And I don't know if I, I would probably have to watch the movie again to have any sort of firm opinion, but it seems like we're, we're kind of on the same page with this. It's like a, it's a light recommendation. It's the kind of thing. It's like, you, you probably want to check it out. If you're a fan of Rebecca Hall in general, you know, as an actor, sure. she is fantastic. And so it's, it's great to support her filmmaking career because I think I'm sure she has plenty to offer there, but it's, it's not something that I think is, uh, going to blow everybody away. I, I don't expect that. Yeah. I mean, certainly if you're a fan of Rebecca Hall, I think it's worth checking out. Certainly if you're a fan of the actors, uh, we didn't even mention, uh, Andre Holland is in the film as well. And I think he's, I mentioned quite him. good. Is he usually, Oh, did you mention, I might miss you saying that. I think, I, I I mentioned think him he's twice. quite good. Oh, really? Then I just, I, I am oblivious. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't get into though what I thought of his performance. Um, sure. I think, yeah. I think he's good, you know? Yeah, I think he, I mean, I think he's always good. I, I really like him. I've enjoyed him a lot since I remember first uh, paying notice when he was in The Nick, which is a fantastic show. And I, I'll continue to champion it if uh, people ever get a chance to check it out. I, I, champ, I champion High Flying Bird, but I got to say The Eddie was a, a bit of a disappointment. I, I didn't think that was okay. quite strong considering Andre Holland. I forgot. His perform, his uh, his talent and Damien Chazelle's talent. So, yeah, there's yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think above all else, I would recommend it to people who uh, like the book. I think they're going to probably get the most out of it, um, maybe because they have the relationship with the, the characters already that might fill in some of the pieces that, you know, for the two of us who haven't read the book that maybe we're missing. Um, but, you know, I think it's worth watching. Uh, I certainly imagine it looks nice on the big screen if you can see it that way, but I haven't had the chance to see it in that presentation. But you know, it's a nice Netflix watch. Um, you know, kind of an odd choice, I feel, for Netflix to pick this movie up. Uh, I don't know. I remember when I heard that news, I was kind of uh, puzzled because, like, yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't not make sense, but it also kind of feels like a movie like this can easily get lost on Netflix because, like we said, it's it's asking big questions. It's, like, kind of more probing for thought, and I feel like those type of films tend to get kind of lost in the shuffle on Netflix, rather unfortunately. Agreed. Well, I think uh, we don't really know what Rebecca Hall is going to do next, right? I mean, she she was in Godzilla versus Kong. She was in a, an anthology film that uh, I don't know if she was in it or directed it though, but it, it already premiered a Tribeca. It's called Within. And uh, oh sorry? yeah, the uh, the COVID anthology film. I remember hearing about that. Hey, I remember hearing about it. I know she was involved with it. I think she's a, a an actor in it though. I, I don't think. Okay she actually like directed or wrote any of it. So yeah, we don't, we don't really know what's going to, maybe she's taking a little bit of a break. Well-deserved because she's been working super hard. She was sure. uh, in the night house, of course, and yeah, you know, and solid movie there, but, uh, that is passing. It is not a long movie. It's only 98 minutes. So you can get through it pretty fast and it's going to be on Netflix next week. So I hope it finds an audience there. Will Ashton though, hmm. time to play our game. Yeah. Passing. On Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think? What, I imagine that there are plenty of reviews since it, it kind of did the film festival thing. And sure enough, it's, it's been counted 136 times on Rotten Tomatoes. There's your hint. Yeah. So out of those reviews, what do you think? Do you, how many critics do you think, percentage-wise, give this one a fresh? I'm going to say 84%. Once again, you're within four points. It's okay. 88 
percent. It's like the opposite right. of that. Cause last time you, you, you guessed 78, <laughs> but it was 74. This yeah. time it was 88. But you guessed 84. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. What are you going to do? The harder you fall, but okay. So 88%, very high, very solid stuff. And I can, I can, I can see why it's, it's hard to look at this movie and just be like, that was terrible. Like it, it it's pretty competently made. So congrats yeah, to Rebecca Hall for a nice, know, a sophisticated, sensitive type of film. I think, yeah. you know, people will respond to it. Yeah. It's got a lot going Critics for it and it makes the most of yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Okay, but what about audience score? Now there aren't, there isn't a count of verified ratings, so I, I don't know if we should we should even take stock in the audience score right now. It has fewer than fifty ratings, but what would what would you guess for now? Uh, I imagine that people who have seen it are responding well to it, especially if they've seen it in theaters. So I'm going to say ninety four percent, sixty two percent. Oh wow, I was way off on that one. <laughs> but again, I I think Will, you're probably closer to what it'll be later on. Because I, I I don't know, like fewer than 50 ratings. And yeah, a lot of people haven't seen it. And I, I wonder if people are sort of, you know, review bombing it. Because one thing that I, I think I've, I've noticed a little bit from some people is that like they hate like when movies acknowledge that things exist that make people uncomfortable. You know, like one thing that's been bugging me about Eternals. You don't say it's like yeah. people are getting mad. They're like, this movie's a diversity checklist. And I'm like, you have the weirdest priorities when it comes to watching a movie. You're you're annoyed because you think there's like an imaginary checklist. I don't know. I think stuff like that's going on where it's like it has nothing to do with the movie. It's just people being yeah. pedantic. I mean, there are, I don't know. I mean, on the other side of the camp, there are some weird Marvel stands right now who, you know, people on Twitter are just like, I don't know. That doesn't look that great. And they're like, what's the matter? Are you racist? <laughs> and it's like it's like kind of weird just like calm down like can everyone just have like a civil conversation about this movie <laughs> i haven't seen that i've seen people just sort of be like you don't get eternals like you don't understand it and i'm like okay whatever you say you're probably right yeah. um, well, we'll I mean, talk about that next you've, week <laughs> uh, yeah you've you've dealt with uh, some very extremes yes uh, stuff with that unfortunately yes uh one death threat so far just one though but I don't know. It, it tends to happen many. if you're negative on a superhero film with yeah. DC or Marvel. Right. Um, there's no cinema score. I, I, well, I guess we could guess ahead of time. Um, uh, and it's not going to have one, right? Because it's Netflix. But I'd imagine yeah. people would probably be like B, B minus. Sure. Probably B. Yeah. The Vegas crowd, they just they forgot to show up. <laughs> I think like, it's just... that's a four o'clock, right? And like, no, no, the screen's a two. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, jeez. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna pass. It. Yeah. Oh, well, that was leading up to that joke for sure. Oh, yeah, my just, bad. Just give me a passing grade. <laughs> but yeah, sure. There you go. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You're, that would have been way better. But all right. That's passing. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.